Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, Ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my, it's just another night for Supernatural Girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others, here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host tonight, Patricia Baker, and I'm here. You'll be so happy to hear this. PK is with us tonight. Welcome, PK. How are you? I'm fabulous. Knowing William was going to be here, I would have crawled across town to be able to be on the show with you. I know. William's the best. We're so, so happy to have William with us. He's amazing. He's a genius. He is an incredible predictor, astrologer, trends analyst. He's all of those things, and we're lucky to have him here tonight. But before we get William live with us on the show, I just wanted to mention a couple of things. So many UFO sightings. My goodness. I mean, sightings that are relevant for today that are just happening in contemporary times. But I'm also seeing a release of very clear pictures of UFOs from the past. So we're posting as much as we can on our Facebook page. So take a look there. Like us, follow us on Facebook and Twitter so that you can see all of these things. It's all coming out, not from the government. It's coming out from individuals, from citizens around the world that are willing to share their photos and their experiences now that they're not afraid of being ridiculed anymore. So that's Mm -hmm. all good. Now, also on the front page of our website, we have all kinds of health products. I don't sell them. We are just offering them from these companies, and if you purchase any of them from the website, you get a discount. One of them, for example, they have a whole line of liquid vitamins and amino acids and things like that. I can't take these pills anymore. I'm too old. (laughs) So I look for liquid supplements. And this company has a lot of good ones. So take a look at that. We've got the um, energy machine for oxygen and photosynthetic oxygen. And we have the laser watch from Dr. Weber as well as other things. So take a look. It's all on the front page. And if you have any questions, you can always shoot me an email. Or you can email them directly. They'll be happy to answer any questions that you have on these leading-edge technologies and supplements. So tonight's a very special night because William suggested this show, and we both were thrilled with the idea of this. But let me tell you, for those of you who don't know William yet, who he is, now he has a broad scope of political, economic, psychological, spiritual, and metaphysical knowledge. He systematically explores possibilities about the future and how they can emerge from the past by weaving current secular trends, geopolitical factors, and mundane astrological portents. 
Now, William's been a counseling astrologer since 1988, mostly in New York City, now in San Francisco. And William is well-versed in psychological, horary, electional, medieval, and Renaissance branches of astrology. He's also certified in astrocartography, one of my favorites, and worked with Alfie Lavoie of Astrological Institute of Research. Now, I could go on and on. His resume is long and extremely important. But basically what you need to know is William's the best, and he's also the only one that we know of that accurately predicted the Ukraine war. So William's here with mm-hmm. us tonight. William, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me again, ladies. It's it's always great to be on your show. We always have a blast. <laughs> we do. And tonight we are going to be talking about a subject that you suggested that we were so thrilled with, President Reagan's briefing on hostile ETs. Mm-hmm. So we had no idea. We were way behind on this one, but I know you are going to bring everybody up to speed on exactly what happened. So what was it that tuned you into this? Well, basically, uh, basically it was all the research I did on UFOs in a national security state or the national security state implications that was triggered by the Roswell crash that uh, set up the catalyst for the creation of a national security state, which was composed of the CIA and various other in military and intelligence organizations, and then the, compartment, the compartmentalization of the secrecy that was embedded deeper within the creation of the National Security Agency, which was actually a classified executive action on the part of the president, whose goal was to contain the secret for the purpose of reverse engineering the technology due to the alien threat that was assessed between 1947 and 1952. Wow. So you've been on to this for a long time. Now, there are several schools of thought about ETs, where they come from, etc., but you're talking about President Reagan being briefed on real extraterrestrials that came from another galaxy, right? That's right. And this goes all the way back to all the presidents from the time Truman uh, put together the MJ-12, Majestic 12 group, to investigate the Roswell crash and other ongoing extraterrestrial interventions, which was a real military problem for the United States at the onset of the Cold War with the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union, for those who don't know, was a former superpower which was composed of Russia and all of uh, a majority of the Eastern European countries that are now um, liberated today, such as Estonia and Lithuania, Latvia, um, those, those countries amongst the, uh, several others. So Ukraine included in that. Ukraine was once part of the Soviet Union, the Soviet Empire, and the two order of battles as a result of the investigation into the Roswell crash was the Soviet order, the Soviet order of battle for the American military and then a, uh, the alien order of battle or the ET order of battle to deal with this growing threat that um, – this growing threat that the U.S. military, at least, the U.S. intelligence agencies, believed was now in progress. And this all ultimately was 
um, resulted in a briefing to presidents, right, from uh, mm-hmm. certainly from Eisenhower was briefed on it. We do have information of what he was briefed on. Uh, Kennedy was briefed on that. We also know that one of the reasons we went to the moon was because the KGB, uh, the CIA got information from the KGB that there was alien bases on the moon. That was discovered back in 60, back in the early 1960s. This information got to Kennedy. Kennedy decided we needed to get to the moon first and access that technology and those bases. And so that's why we pushed with the lunar program. We needed to get there before the Russians. Um, so that all came out of that, and we have plenty of documentation on that. And then uh, we see, uh, again, that was also confirmed by um, the testimony at the uh, 2001 UFO. There was a um, UFO conference hearing with over several, over 400 people within the military-industrial complex in the, Rush, in the Washington Reagan Hotel where they um, they basically, you see Carl Wolf, who's a U.S. Air Force sergeant. He was an eyewitness to the artificial structures on the moon. Uh, he goes into that briefing. So we get confirmation on that. And then we see this all really develop to the Reagan administration when Reagan becomes president with uh, his briefing, which occurred on March 6, 1981, so Reagan became president January 20th, 1981. The Reagan UFO briefing at Camp David occurred on March 6th, 1981 at 9 a.m. And this was regarding the subject of unidentified objects and extraterrestrial visitation on Earth. And this was a two-day briefing between March 6th and March 8th. So basically that was a... Uh, presentation to the president by William Casey, who was the head, you know, the director of the CIA, uh, and discussing with Reagan about alien life, and not only that, but in terms of how this was shaping U.S. military policy and the perceived threats or the level of threats or the threat potential um, to not only to the United States national security, but to global security. So with the, what they started to tell him from what I've seen anyways, which is not anywhere near the amount of information that you have, is that they identified, what, five different alien races that they knew about that were visiting Earth. Does that sound correct? Right. At that time. It was, right. There's the, um, well, first they had, First of all, they were broken into different, um, whether they were um, friendlies, neutrals, or threats, right, or enemy threats. And mm-hmm. the five different ones, these are five different extraterrestrial species. The, the first set were called Ebens. The second set were called Archaloids, then the, quad, the Quadloids, then the Hepaloids, and then the Trontoloids. And the Trontoloids were designated as HAVs. HAV is an acronym for hostile alien visitors. So it represents an extraterrestrial species that can camouflage themselves as some type of blonde humans, but they are insectolins. They're designated as insectolins, so as insects. Okay. Hmm. So 
Go ahead. Yeah, and they also come from the third planet, out from the star Epsilon Eridani, in the constellation of Eridanus, at 10.5 light years away. Not that far, actually. And they have perfected matter versus antimatter propulsion. They directed time, time technology and other types of technology that's estimated to be 1,000 years more advanced than ours, maybe even more. And they have a very high band radio system that they track, right? They track people with. They actually can tune in on these frequencies. Uh, it's difficult for the NSA to track them, but these frequencies, uh, they can track um, their, you know, there's obviously they're interactive with um, abducting people, and, you know, we're not very clear on exactly what their agenda is, but we do know they're extremely hostile. And how do we know that? I mean, what is it that makes them hostile? What, what is it that makes – well, first of all, uh, according to the briefing, and now beyond this briefing, there's other briefings, and what we found out, in the, and uh, along with this Reagan briefing is that reinforced this, they, were, they are also hostile to other alien groups. So they're not just okay. hostile, they, they – right? So uh, they're extremely aggressive. Um, they have, a, again, advanced temporal technology, and they can manipulate time. And the defense agency was tasked in the early 1950s with the dissemination of any information concerning the insectolins or trantaloid issue. I call them the insectolins because it sort of pretty much sums up uh, what they look like and who they are. And it's only through crash retrievals and other military intelligence operations that we ourselves and our military learned of this temporal technology and its danger. So they represent a massive existential threat to humanity. And the main reason is, is because at least up to this point, we do not ourselves possess any technology that could prevent or counter any, you know, to, to, to counter them, right, in any large-scale mm -hmm. operation. So... Mm -hmm. The department, defense agency, the defense intelligence agency was tasked with, um, in, you know, with the oversight and resources and the black budget for the, uh, for the highest purpose of eliminating the insectiline species. So the, you know, the elimination of the trantaloid species is the highest priority the highest priority among all classified programs in the United States. Hmm. Now, let's back up a little bit to the government supposedly being involved in some level of disclosure. Obviously, this uh, is telling us that they're still lying to us when they say, uh, oh, yes, there's things in the sky, but we don't know what they are. We don't know who's piloting them. That's all a bunch of baloney, isn't it? Because here are these briefings that have details about these aliens and these ETs and who they are and what they're doing and where they're from. They have detailed information, yet to the public right. today, they're, they're still mm -hmm. going out and, and saying this nonsense. Oh, we don't know who they are or where they're from or blah, blah, blah. It's just disgusting. Well, they they're, just they're still covering that. it up. Yeah, there's certainly right. Absolutely, there is a cover up. Although now they are having congressional 
um, discuss, they're having discussions with these specific newly created departments uh, within the government now to look into these, uh, they don't call them UFOs anymore, they call them UAPs, right? Right. So this, this got is... got a facelift. Right, got a facelift. And so I believe part of what's driving this uh, has to do with the fact that um, there's a certain element within the deep state of the military-industrial intelligence complex that believes that keeping the secrecy all right, sustainable mm-hmm. is no longer possible because of what yeah. is transpiring or what has transpired. And what specifically are you referring to with that? What has transpired that makes it impossible to keep it a secret anymore? Um, the fact that um, we, you know, obviously we're in a global crisis that's hitting us on multiple facets. Uh, <clears throat> that's number one. Number two, uh, it's quite possible that we're seeing an escalation of uh, contact or conflict with these this particular hostile group. There's a lot more evidence of that coming out that the U.S. government has sped up its program and has worked with other ET species, particularly three, according to a number of whistleblowers uh, over the past 20 years, have talked about that uh, the United States military, in coordination with some other nation states at the deepest, most classified level, has been working with uh, uh, three groups, particularly known as uh, the grays, the orange grays, these are not the little grays, they're, they're, they're taller, the, the Nordics, right, and the, mm-hmm. and, the, and the tall, pale whites. And these groups far surpass us in evolutionary biology age by 1.7 billion years collectively as a group. We actually know where they come from. You know, you know, so uh, there's quite a bit of information on this. And these three ET groups have helped on military intelligence and government to understand the insectolin temporal technology threat to everyone living on Earth and the resources and the commitment it will take to eliminate that threat. So they have been helping us, uh, sort of fast, helping us to fast track certain technologies in order to to create a defense from any large scale insectolin operation. Um, but there's evidence that. Um, there's evidence emerging, or at least uh, testimonies emerging, that um, the, they're probably going to need to do a disclosure sooner rather than later because uh, it may not be possible to keep this all under wraps. Uh, there may, you know, we could have a series of incidences. Uh, like we do not have this uh, situation under control. So one of the things right. about astrology, it can give us a very good idea of the geopolitical landscape and future. And one of the things that I'm seeing right now is not only the possibility of a World War III or a global economic collapse or an ecological collapse or a food, uh, you know, a food collapse, a food supply collapse. Uh, I'm also looking at the fact that we can see an extraterrestrial um, uh, 
crisis. And I, you know, I would call it, you know, if you want to call it an invasion or you want to call it a, a high-intensity conflict, or, but it would certainly, you know, it, so when we look at the astrology, it's very clear to me when what they were talking about back during that Reagan briefing uh, in that period of 1981 when we had that triple uh, Jupiter-Saturn-Pluto triple conjunction going on that occurred all through 1981, 82, and to 83. And if you remember, that was the height of the Second Cold War of the Soviet Union, and the Soviet Union began to collapse during that period very quickly. Um, we're seeing the same alignment operative now and when that same alignment by the way became operative that was the beginning of the covid crisis and we're only two years Ooh. in and mm -hmm. now we have the situation in ukraine we have a we have a food insecurity crisis which is going to result in nearly a billion people dead by the end of this year that they're playing it down it's only going to be 200 million dead not a big deal right we've already seen countries governments begin to collapse we saw it with sri lanka we're seeing yeah. um, and all of this economic unraveling, right? We're seeing markets going crazy because they're detecting something is really wrong on the horizon because markets are the best secular forecasting tools out there. Uh, they don't look at what the price of something is today. They look at it in terms of what the future is informing the markets on a mm -hmm. subconscious level, and that's how people trade, whether they're aware of that or not. So. Right, we see what's happening with the populism happening all over the place, and the suppression of information, and the censorship, and the deplatforming. All of this is indicative of something, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Of something is uh, unraveling, and and we we need to include the UFO UAP extraterrestrial hypothesis and factor in that global crisis. Wow. The United States worked with what's taking place. Do we stay status quo, or is there going to be more losses to the United States than we've ever had in years? More losses? Mm -hmm. in, in terms of COVID or otherwise? The economic aspect of everything, between the, the food aspect, uh, the border aspect that we've got, all this ongoing at one time. Is right, the United yeah. States going to be able to survive all of this? Well, we're going to have a near-death experience, and so that's what a transformational crisis is, is a near-death experience, mm -hmm. sort of like an NDE, right? So yeah. very much, and, and we're already going through that now. I mean, I think we could say that both political parties are going to go through a near-death experience <laughs> in over the next two yeah. years. It's already begun. Uh, we're seeing that with corporations. We're seeing companies go under. We're seeing, uh, look, we're, we're, we're seeing that. Um, we're seeing the supply chain of the entire planet, the entire globalization process that was implemented mm -hmm. by the oligarchical elite, by Davos, you know, the people who push down policies of you will own nothing and be happy, right? You're seeing that mm -hmm. all really unravel as they try and push down even further, so what's happening, the supply chain crisis, all of the sanctions, all of the um, various machinations going on behind the scene is actually exacerbating this crisis. And U.S. happens to be ground zero because while this is happening, we're going through the first of three Pluto returns. Mm -hmm. Pluto returns important because Pluto rules empires. The United States is really operating 
as an empire. And the last time we saw a republic transition to a full-blown empire was back during the Roman period when the Roman Republic went through its first political return, and that resulted in a series of economic and political, near-political collapse, and the result of that collapse was the rise of Emperor Augustus, and, the, and he basically reinvented the um, he invented he he you know basically he restarted the he reignited and restarted the roman um you know the roman republic into the roman empire and then the roman empire began to expand and take up most of the known world and that lasted for about 700 years so mm-hmm. we're like very much at that same position rome the roman republic was in so that's yeah. all happening. So it's it's a global thing. It's a global event. It's we're certainly in an age of revolution. We're a period of full blown revolution, and we have other extraneous factors outside the United States that pose as threats. And this sort of like you know life that we've had, where we have the world reserve currency and we can just outsource everything and pay you know like right where we're willing to just outsource our entire industry and everything else and and have this world reserve currency and live this life of massive consumption right and low education all of that is collapsing very fast and right. so we're yeah. going to have that come to Jesus moment which has already mm-hmm. begun and UFOs mm-hmm. is part of that because the revelation of a any type of extraterrestrial species, especially if there is a threatening hostile species that forces the issue, will cause an existential crisis within all of the psychological, academic, and belief, religious belief institutions. Well, here's my yeah. question. This was revealed to Reagan in 81 during that briefing, yet... There hasn't been a major move that we've seen. Now, maybe behind the scenes, definitely, but we haven't seen any move by this hostile ET race to take over the planet. I mean, I guess that's what they're going for. I don't know. But there's a lot of years that have gone by that that hasn't happened, right? Well, it's we don't know. Right. I mean, we don't know if there has been military engagements with them on the moon or beneath the ocean. Or, I mean, obviously, when you look at uh, the most recent videos that keep well, there's a number of videos, military videos coming from the Pentagon showing uh, we have alien craft engaging our military aircraft. And you know, nobody denies this. Now. Right. They just say, well, we right. don't know I, I what they are. Right. right. So, you know, they're backing off of the Russia-China thing simply because we're moving towards a war with them. So you can't be saying it could yeah. be Russia-China when we're really positioning ourselves to have a full-blown military conflict with Russia and China as well as they continue to extend and pretend and say there's no recession like Biden did yesterday. There's no recession. Right. Uh, the Federal Reserve chairman said today there's no recession. Right. There's no war. There's nothing to worry about. There's plenty of food right. and fuel for all the Europeans out there to get through Christmas. Right. So right. you could see the gas lighting is on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Full blast. But, you know, let me just say this about the military. They need enemies. 
to exist? And is it in their best interest to just say, yes, we have this enemy. You know, we have this hostile race, and we've been told by these other ETs that this is a hostile race, and they're very advanced, and they have this new temporal technology. We have no way of fighting against it. I mean, you know what I'm, you see what I'm getting at here? Is, mm-hmm. is that in, in the best interest of our military to have a hostile alien race? I think it is. Um, I don't, well, I think that the moment Americans and people around the world know that the United States cannot control this issue, that the United States doesn't dominate uh, its its domain or it can't protect the planet or, you know, in other words, you know, the whole idea of government, the government's going to take care of you and you just need to be a compliant, paying tax, you know, a law-abiding... Uh, compliant, tax-paying citizen who doesn't ask any questions and votes either red or blue without question just because CNN and Fox tells you who to vote for, that will be completely decimated. The moment this is released, it's revolutionary because then other questions will come. It won't just be about that. It'll be like, are they abducting us? How long has this been going on? How long have you been hiding us? Hiding this? How, mm-hmm. What else are you telling? not telling us? Is there another group? Is, right... Tell us what is yeah. true. There's all these UFO reports, right? Is that true? Yes. Right. So in other words, it opens Pandora's box, and that is not politically expedient to getting Joe Biden reelected by a landslide like he did last time, right? Okay. So, or <laughs> right. I should say Kamala Harris, right? The, the, the vice yeah. president everybody wants to vote for, as they say. So, um, <laughs> right. So you know, you could see that that that. Um, I believe they're going to be forced, just like the conditions with their church got so bad that Martin Luther was forced to put up his 95 theses. And man, people, you know, we sort of forget our history. Remember, there was only there was all these different kingdoms all throughout the Middle East, North Africa, uh, mm-hmm. Russia, all the way to Great Britain. They were just kingdoms. They weren't nation states yet, and they all were under the rule of the church. The, the spiritual authority of every king was um, sanctioned by the Pope. So then when you see the breakup of the church, that was just as disruptive as a UFO disclosure event would be for the world today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it does seem like there's something pushing them now to provide more information. We still don't trust them. We know they're still lying. And they're not really disclosing much of anything that we don't already know. But it is interesting that Reagan was briefed on this hostile race. Now, what was his response? Because I know in the little bit I read, he was constantly pushing them to give him the rest of the information. And they kept handing off the responsibility to some of his questions to other departments that would handle the answers to those questions. So it was very clear that all this compartment, compartmentalization was uh, something that was deeply, deeply uh, in place to mm-hmm. prevent anybody from seeing the full picture. But how do, what do you think about Reagan in this? And from his astrological chart, how did he respond to this? I think he responded very well to it. I mean, I, I mean, he could have really freaked out based on what I read in the um, testimony. 
of the briefing, he seemed to take it in stride very well. In fact, joking quite, he, you know, I think he made a joke, well, hey, we need Captain Kirk here, right? You know, right <laughs> at this time. <laughs> Yeah. Right? He actually mentioned right. we need Captain mm-hmm. Kirk. Where's Captain Kirk? <laughs> and and and, yeah, and, and right. William Casey and the different advisors were looking at each other like, is he serious? Right? You know, <laughs> they were sort of put off. Right? I think that was his way yeah. of sort of like putting some humor into some very dark mm-hmm. information being presented to him. Uh, you know, this is this is where he needed to know: Are we gonna have a problem soon? And they didn't answer it directly. Uh, they didn't indicate to him that we've got this contained. And they talk quite a bit about the Soviet Union as well, incidents inside of the Soviet Union. And uh, that's very much connected to this insectolin threat. So, um, it, so, you know, we become aware, the Russians are aware of this as well. So we're not the only ones keeping this secrecy, right? We may be... Right the ones that have the most at stake for keeping the secrecy intact. But we could see that um, basically, you know, one of the advisors says we need to prepare for the eventual day when some hostile life form decides to take over our planet. We must be prepared. I hope you understand why I said what I said, Mr. President. And so, you know, this, this is, you know, one of the big takeaways um, for me, what's interesting was the follow-up that happened after that briefing, and this is during uh, the 1985 Geneva summit between the U.S. and USSR, the Soviet Union, where Reagan and the Soviet premier, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, took a break from negotiations to take a walk, and only their private interpreters were present for this discussion, and the details of what they talked about were kept a secret from both the Russian and American public. But during a 2009 hmm. interview with Charlie Rose and Reagan's Secretary of State George Shultz, Gorbachev revealed that Reagan asked him point blank if they could set aside their differences in case the world was invaded by this hostile alien insectolin group that they were both very aware of due to the Soviet and American military encounters with them. Wow. Now, this insectolin group, are the mantis a part of that? Do you know? I don't know if they're, I I mean, they look like mantises. They really look like a prey mantis. Um, Yeah. They, you know, so I don't think, that, you know, at first I'm thinking like ants, but from based on the testimony of abductees, um, they basically draw them out as sort of like big prey mantises who are about eight to yeah. nine feet, about eight feet in height from my memory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this temporal technology, what is it? What does it do? Yeah, I'm not really clear what it can do. It can shift and change timelines. So okay. they could, they, you know, when you can, um, actually there was a very good movie that came out about a couple of years back during COVID that actually uh, goes into the military application science fiction movie of, of uh, being able to manipulate time forward and backwards. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the film. Um, uh, it's, uh, it'll come to me in a moment, but. The point is, is that it would give you a massive military advantage if you could 
um, attack and then go back and to see what went wrong and then go back in time again, right, and go forward in time. Sure. And you could actually, right, so there's a, there's a lot of things you could do that because uh, we don't think that way. If we don't think it's possible, we don't come up with a strategy. So we're, we're trying to fast track the whole purpose of the deep state military program, which actually has a bigger budget than our actual public military program, um, is to fast track these technologies to deal with this threat and to build some level of parity or defense against any invading, you know, any, any, to pre- prevent or counter any, to prevent us in any, you know, some layer of a firewall, at least for a large scale operation that would be impacting this solar system. Now, they're more interested yeah. in the solar system, not just the planet, from other intelligence briefings. They, they, um, you know, so the planets here, all the planets, including Earth, the asteroids, they all have things in them and on them that are considered, uh, you know, very extremely resourceful uh, for their purposes. Yes. So, you know, it's, it's, it, it's not just contained for Earth. Right. And they did talk about in the briefing that this uh, insectolin race had taken a number of people. They didn't know exactly how many, and they didn't know why, but there had been a number of abductions. But so did so many other races do the same thing. The greys did it. The tall greys did it. Mm-hmm. The Nordics did right. it. I mean, if you listen to Travis Walton, you see three different alien species on that ship that he was taken on. Right. I know that's, that was more accidental than it was on purpose with him, but still, you know, it's like they're not the only race that has taken humans from this planet. Right. Now, it's over 57 different races, according to um, uh, according to a briefing to NATO that occurred in 1962 or 63, if I remember, about uh, 57 races and have... Uh, engaged our military craft and have abducted, um, you know, citizens, right, have abducted people. Yeah. Um, So, you know, yeah, look, that's the Pandora's box issue that the government has. Hey, have they been abducting us? How long? What's what's their agenda? We want to know. So that's going to be the big problem with this. And, of course, people are going to go through – you know, a massive collective, paraplectic shock moment, even if they're like, oh, I'm so into UFOs, I love them all, right? And the information <laughs> will be so shocking, even, the, you know, even the pro-UFO people, I'm sure many of them are in your audience right now, will, would be yeah. in a state of massive shock. Mm-hmm. Ontological shock. Ontological shock mm-hmm. is the proper term. Yes. Yes, I agree with that. It's this is it's concerning, but I also have so many questions because, like I said, this could have been done years ago. That type of technology could have been used against us years ago easily, and yet it wasn't. Again, on a large scale where we were involved in it, you know, we're um, right. we're at the well, effect of it. The past doesn't equal the future, right? I mean, the Russians no, could have fired missiles, right? You know, the Russians were mm-hmm. in a better place to, to, to blow us up than they are now, actually, um, right? So, you know, why didn't they do it then, <laughs> right? Yeah, so, right. you know, it, it, it's, you could have, so what we have to really look at is 
what's likely to happen. I mean, I think another memorandum that came out uh, during the time Reagan was being brave was uh, by CIA Director William Casey was a memorandum to President Reagan uh, that began with a warning stating, quote, I wish to bring to your attention, Mr. President, a very real and dangerous situation that threatens not only us, the world, but our very existence as a race, a menace greater than the nuclear arms race that exists between us and the Soviet Union. It does not originate here on Earth, but it comes from space itself. The agent of mass destruction has no reasoning psychology other than the ultimate destruction of our civilization and our way of life as we know it. Close quote. And by the way, Edward Teller is the inventor of the hydrogen bomb. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when he makes that statement, I mean, that really must have struck home, right? So, um, you know, and, and we do have that document. You can look that up, right? The taxonomy of extraterrestrial biological entities described to U.S. presidential U.S. President Ronald Reagan at Camp David, March sixth, March eighth. That's also that memorandum is included in the briefing. So, look, it, you know, Teller says this is a menace, and, I, and according to other sources, the menace, the insectolins are a menace to the tall whites. You know, they're a menace to all the different various uh, extraterrestrial species within our, local, uh, within our local area of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Well, something like that, and, you know, a, a narrative like that does give our military uh, that's involved in these types of compartmentalized things, a reason to exist and a reason to get more funding and a reason to do more experiments. I guess the problem that I have is that they made deals to allow us to be abducted from this planet, possibly never returned, and in exchange they got technology. So, yeah, that is the Pandora's box. When people realize that we were traded like slaves, Mm -hmm. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna upset a lot of people, and they're not to be trusted, anyways. I mean, look at all of this stuff going on today. If people still trust the media, God help them. And the government's <laughs> right along with this. You know what what difference are they? I mean, look at what they did to abductees. Look at what they did to Betty Andreasen Luca and her husband Bob Luca. They they tracked them for years. Broke into their home, drugged them in their sleep, uh, right. did horrible things to them. Right. This is our government or the deep state at work. And, I mean, there's no excuse for the horrible way that abductees have been treated by our own government. So right. it's like, why should we believe them now? Absolutely. No matter what I mean, they come be- out with. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so I think we have to come to terms there's been a truth embargo since 1947 which is really the official imposition ban on revealing the facts of an extraterrestrial presence on earth whether it was hostile mm-hmm. or neutral or friendly it's a complete cover-up of ufos uaps alien beings as well as their technology right that would yeah. benefit all of humanity and right. that benefit would upset the current 19 post 1945 hierarchy of power and all the institutions, right, 
that that represents right. that that are create, created from that power hierarchy. So that's one of the big issues here, and the cover-up was has been pervasive and extensive. And you know, there's various different reasons. Pop, you know, ontological shock, which is really the biggest one, right? Where you know, an, like a revelation or an event happens that changes your thoughts and views of everything that you believed in. Um, very similar to when people, some people take LSD or psilocybin for the first time, right? They have an ontological shock, and then eventually a breakthrough and a revelation that's even greater. But this would certainly be a type of ontological shock where you wouldn't have that breakthrough. <laughs> uh, you would have yeah. more of a breakdown you because shock. you wouldn't. Yeah. They would just have to shock. <laughs> yeah. And and masses. So so they want to avoid that. And if you're running the government, you probably know that would probably be best. However, you would know that it's impossible to rela- it's impossible to let this come out, but at the same time it's impossible not to. Right? It's it, we're dealing with an unsustainable policy that's starting to unravel and um, as we see more populism, as we see more crises, people would say, well, that's more the government would clamp down further. I think the government's more likely at that point to reveal that information. At least that's mm-hmm. what the astrology is making very clear, which sort of goes counterintuitive. It goes counter, you know, it doesn't, it, you would think that if everything is great, they won't release everything, but which is probably true. If everything's good, the economy's good, people are happy. All right, and they just love their president yeah. like they do now, as they say with these polls, right? <laughs> um, they're not going to release oh it. They're not going to release mm-hmm. it. But if things are unraveling, right, that's a whole another mm-hmm. story. Well, and don't you think they are in between a rock and a hard place now? Because they've got to atone for their sins. They don't want to. Yet they want to maintain control over this narrative. Yet more and more people are coming forward with proof over what this is really about. And so they are backed into a corner that I'm sure they don't like being in. I mean, here we have Dr. Greer going out teaching people how to contact UFOs and aliens all on their own. You don't have to go to the government. Just right. do this and you can have your own relationship. And there's other people, right. too, the... Um, East SETI Ranch, there's so many more small groups out there that are teaching people how to do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure yes. that the deep state is pulling their hair right out of their heads because this is exactly what they don't want. Right. They don't want it. But but I think the reason now they're coming forth, they do have these two new agencies that are investigating UFOs, and they're meeting, they just had a recent meeting, um, they're, you know, and they're discussing Roswell, right? And they're actually, the words Roswell yeah. were mentioned several times in that meeting you know, that was yes, uh, right. That was being, you know, you could watch it live on the Internet. So the fact that they just mentioned that is, to me, uh, very revelatory uh, because it, it confirms what the mundane astrological portents or, or showing that an ontological shock event of extraordinary, you know, uh, unprecedented, right, unprecedented mm-hmm. will occur, or a series of them will, uh, like a black swan event in, like, you know, nobody saw it coming, right, the political collapse yeah. of the Soviet Union, or 
2001, uh, 9-11, and then we saw it happen with 2008 with the near financial collapse of the global economic system. So, so we're going to see like a black swan ontological set of shocks occur, earthquakes, if you will, geopolitical, geoeconomic uh, earthquakes, and it's going to be very much connected to the revelations that will be coming out that are beyond the control of the government. The government will just have, you know, it could be that the Chinese decide, hey, we're coming clean with this, and we're going well, to tell, the, we're going to tell the world that the United States is really pulling. Yes. See, that I'm glad you brought that up because that was exactly my thought. Either China or Russia is going to come out and say, hey, here's all the, the facts about this, and your government's been lying to you. That would be a huge humiliation to the United States, and they deserve it, quite frankly. But I, I'm wondering if some of that fear that another great world power is going to come out and do that before them is what's motivating all of these agencies and new hearings and all of this stuff. Well, the Russians certainly know. They may not have all the assets in reverse engineering to the degree we have, but they know they have the necessary crucial intelligence documents and stuff that could really call us out and they could go i mean they could go to the un they could they could put this all out there they could take all the documentation they have captured illegally <laughs> with their intelligence agency yeah. and put it all out to all the journalists worldwide on all the different servers right like like what's happening yeah. with Hunter Biden all that for gigabits of data is all over the place now and we happen to know yeah. the money trail and who did what and all the pornography that goes with it and connected to it and now it's all connected to Ukraine and to the New York Central Bank right yeah. <laughs> and so we're see- and, and to and actually to the president himself so we, we have a lot of information and it's, it's starting to get published everywhere of course CNN would never show that but it will become irrelevant if CNN doesn't show stuff like this when everybody else is yeah. so I believe that's exactly. the way right. this thing is going to start busting and breaking out it could be where Russia and China decides we want to destabilize the United States for various reasons which are very obvious right? we want to destabilize them and one of the ways to do that would be to do a joint disclosure based on all the military uh, intelligence that they have on the, you know, on the deep state, on the, the, the kleptocracy and the secrecy and the history, and, you know, like, you know, a tell-all thing, right? Put it out there. Putin will be standing there with a big smile, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's that would right. be the beginning, yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening. It would be kind of a brilliant move. Because, it, again, it would cause great uh, shame and humiliation if these people even had a conscience uh, to our country's leaders that they knew this all along and just buried it. I mean, I've heard that our country has also threatened Peru and other countries in South America that wanted to talk about their UFO experiences and how real they all are. And they said, fine, you do that, and we will withdraw any and all funding from you. So, you know, mm-hmm. they were basically threatened. Yep. You can't talk about this. Right. So now and the tables happening. are getting turned. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see that. I believe that's 
very much part. You know, the astrology can indicate something is going to crack, it's going to break, it's going to be ontological in terms of the impact and shock it would be, right, with the discovery and existence of extraterrestrial life on Earth or something to, right, that could lead to some type of enlightenment. By the way, right, the, the Martin Luther, right, that, that whole, uh, what it, the Reformation led to the Enlightenment, right, and the Enlightenment led to democracy and free markets and, and the world we live in today. So this would have, this would rapidly advance our civilization in consciousness that would result in a whole new system of governance, whole new system of money, whole new systems of of you know um, of sustainable of a sustainable civilization. So mm-hmm. um, what I'm getting at here is the astrology can't tell us exactly who it's going to be. We could only make informed speculations. And mm-hmm. even if you put the best clairvoyants in a room and said, "Listen, something big's going to happen. Tell me what it is in detail," they would all have a different story, maybe similar in narrative, mm-hmm. but right. but they wouldn't all come up with the same thing. Right, right. No, there's no way. Now, I mean, if there's so much to all of this, William, you really have me thinking a million miles a minute here about everything that's going on. But it does, it does again, make me ask the question, this hostile alien race, who are they really hostile to? Is it hostile to our government and our military? Or is it hostile, hostile to our people? Big difference. Big difference. They're hostile, according to what I've read, they are hostile to our entire species. Okay. That makes sense. It's quite possible. Now, I'm just wondering if they're more hostile to our military. But go ahead. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's evidence of a nuclear conflagration with a we actually we know uh when it occurred where it occurred exactly 1 million years ago on Mars we we actually have the date we knew exactly what it did to the atmosphere where uh, and the size of the bomb and we know when that occurred this is all NASA data and we so we know a civilization right the type of um nuclear fallout the isotope would come from a specific type of nuclear thermonuclear device and it was three mm-hmm. of them that was fired simultaneously the largest one was uh very close to uh what we call that face on mars that building you know that that oh yeah i don't know if you ever seen that right so mm-hmm. uh yep. we we have that is a fact people can look that up right now uh we do have people within um Nash, uh, within the uh, jet propulsion laboratory speaking on this and we know the type of nuclear signature, like if, if, if for example, uh, Iran blew up a bomb, we would know what type of bomb, how powerful. We would know all these details, exactly where it came from, right, who built it, etc., just on the signature, on the nuclear signature. And we reverse engineered that on Mars, so we absolutely know that uh, there was an extraterrestrial race that basically destroyed whatever civilization was there one million years ago. And mankind's only 229,000 years old, according to the mitochondrial DNA. So, <clears throat> you know, we weren't around when that happened. So it, if it happened on Mars, it could happen here. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. William, next year... 
there it's going to be a seven universal year, and a lot of secrets are going to be made known to us. And what you're talking about now just validates even more that so much more is going to be coming out that it's going to have people standing on their heels because they're going to be fearful of believing it. Am I correct in that? Absolutely. I totally agree with that assessment. You know, certainly with what, that confirms what I'm seeing with the astrology. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think I think it's a big concern. Look, at whether the existential threat is coming from the insectolins or it's coming from the food insecurity, which is going to turn into a full-blown food crisis that could take out 1 billion people over the next 12 months. I mean, we see 1 billion people go down. It's not just going to be storming um, presidential buildings. It's going to be a minor problem, right? We're talking about, mm. you know, a, a, you know, we're talking about a very big problem that could result in a global war, global conflagration. So, um, you know, we are certainly in the age of revolution again, and people need to mm-hmm. catch on to that. And we're going to see certain things that have been suppressed. So, I mean, one of the things about Pluto is everything, like if an individual goes through, like, let's say, a Pluto transit, Everything they kept secret and suppressed from the government in terms of their taxes or their history with their spouse or whatever it is, you know, all comes out, all of it, right? And they lose control of that because you can only, right, the redemption doesn't come until, right, the truth is revealed and that breakdown occurs, so the, 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 the shattering of the false persona and the false persona of our civilization, the post-1945 civilization, is going to be shattered with some type of ontological shock or set of shocks that will invoke an ontological event. And when do you see this taking place? Because I know you said we're going through three uh, experiences with Pluto. Is there a timeline that you see when this could happen? Right. So the first Pluto return of three occurred within 24 hours of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. So I knew, okay, game on. We're it. it this is it. You know, remember everyone said, oh, the Russians. You know, everyone thought the war would be over with fast. It's like, nah, Russians mean it. They, they're not. They're <laughs> right. They're not. They're they're playing for keeps. And um, so I knew that was going to be. Right, that was the outset. Then we had the second one on July 11th, and a number of big things happened within the markets. Most notably, the inflation mm-hmm. went completely out of control. Right, it was one thing when gas was yeah. like three dollars a gallon and four dollars a gallon. People complained, but they're still going to vote for Biden regardless. But then, when inflation hit nearly 10 percent, it went from two percent to 9.1, it's actually higher, right? That's 9.1 based on data we had a few months ago. It's much higher now. So we're now in double-digit yes. inflation, and we're seeing breakdown in food supply. Break, I mean, people are ordering cars and they're saying, well, you've got to pay us 4000 more for a premium to get the chips, right, to make sure your car has the chips so you can buy the – like you paid for the car, but you can't get it because they don't have the chips. When are we going to get the chips? Well, give me 4000 and we'll, you'll be the first to get the chips when we get them. So we're seeing all of this happening, and it really all really hit a head when we saw that second 
of three plural returns. So the second of three means that we are now heading towards – oh, the other thing that happened, by the way, is we see the real estate market collapsing in the United States and worldwide at a faster rate according to the loan offices. Forget about – don't talk to the real estate agents. They don't know anything. They're just a bunch of salespeople. Right? They'll yeah, always right, lie right. when they have to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the loan officers are down 90%. 90%. Right? They're the ones that actually put their name. They actually execute the legal uh, sanctioning and execution of the actual mortgage. Right? And they are down nine, nearly 90%. They were only down 30% this time in July of 2008. July, August 2008. So they were only down that much. And look what happened by September of 2008. We all remember, right? right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So what's happening is the global economy is collapsing. So first we have this geopolitical shock. Now we're having this geoeconomic shock. And that's why, look, Biden says there is no recession. There's no indication of any recession, (laughs) right? I mean, right, so, right, there's only a recession yeah. Biden says there is. An idiot. Right. Yep. Well, you know, right, so, so what I'm getting at is now we have a third one coming up, and I believe this third one is going to be the real doozy, as they say in the 50s, that's a term, right, in the 50s, a real doozy <laughs> compared <laughs> to the other yeah. two, right? So and this one's in December? That's around Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. Okay. Yeah. All right, so get ready. <laughs> Santa's not coming. Get ready. <laughs> no. He's going to be filling Oh, his my goodness me. A lot of coal in those stockings this year. <laughs> oh, gosh. Actually, yeah, you know there'll absolutely. be no coal because all the coal will be going to Europe because there won't be enough fuel. They already told people, we don't have enough fuel to keep you warm. But don't worry, we're working on it. Oh, all right? Lord. Yeah. What a big so, lesson all of this is. Really, you know, putting our fate in these uh, untrustworthy hands, it's been such a mistake for so long. Right. So a lot of people think this is all going to go away. I just go vote (laughs) pure red, Republican, and and it's all going to go away. It all fix itself. I'm going to tell you right now, although that would be a good thing to send a very loud message to the current people in power, that will not fix it. We've got – these issues are extremely – systemic in our culture, in our nation, in our, you know, it goes all the way back to that period in the late 40s. So I, you know, I really wish I could say, hey, it's going to be fine, be cool, don't worry about it, right? It, it's, right, we're not we're going to be that. It's not going to be that. You know, William, I, I wanted to ask just a couple of specific questions. But one rumor mm-hmm. that I keep hearing, especially recently, is that the election is finally going to be overturned and Trump will be reinstated. Do you see anything like that astrologically? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. Give up on that one. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of QAnon, Trumpsters, all, you know, they collude together and, you know, they push out their fantasy. In fact, um, what I see is that – all the poll numbers are going to show a massive red wave, and then the last few days, wait, just before the polls open, we're seeing a blue wave now, right, because they're going to try and distort the outcome of the election to make sure that the House and the Senate stay remain blue along with the governorships. 
uh, even though the numbers are going to be just be, it's going to be like a tidal, a red tidal wave. No, it's a red tsunami coming from all the indications mm-hmm. I'm seeing, but they're going to do what they got to do, right? And this is where, or there's two scenarios. They rig the election or they do, they don't recognize the results of the elections and none of the Democrats are willing to stand down. And this is where we have constitutional crisis. So I see something coming up in December related to that. It's very hard to know exactly what it's going to be. As we get closer, I can get a better idea. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you know, look, we're, look democracy's up for grabs. Our Constitution is being ripped up. Um, and we have people in power that are basically mercenaries for the deep state posing as senators and congressmen. Yes, that's a great description. That's exactly well, what we have. With all this uh, people crossing the border from so many different countries and such, what is the overall, uh, shall we say, lack of well-being that's going to happen to the United States? Because there are so many people coming in and there's so much going on. Is it going to get any better or is it going to continue to get worse? I believe it will get worse between now and 2025. So I just don't see that situation improving at all. Um, no, you know, so, I mean, that's one of the reasons the Roman Republic went into a uh, near economic, political, military collapse was because their borders mm-hmm. were so porous. And it required a strong leader to come in and say, that's it, enough. Oh, you want to enter our country? Right, this is what was happening back, right? He says, we'll just conquer you. We'll just, Mexico, you want to come in? We're going to just take you over and make you into a state and force you to speak English, right? So, I mean, that's what the Roman Republic that became mm-hmm. an empire did. Their solution was say, hey, right, we're just going to make you a vassal state and you will pay us taxes. And so... Right, You can conduct and speak your own language and do what you want to do, but you will be a vassal state nonetheless. So that was their solution. I'm not saying that will happen here, but you could see how that could happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, the way they're moving people all over the United States and dropping them off in places, and the country is not equipped to handle it. Well, we don't have enough taxes. We would have to increase the tax base for all those babies being born mm-hmm. here who are now American citizens, even though right, their parents, right, or their mothers crossed the border three days ago, three hours ago. The problem is we don't have the schools, the hospitals, all the, you know, we don't have the infrastructure for that, um, for that population that is not even actually technically counted, right? I mean, so we have on paper, what, we have 340 million is probably more like 400 million, right, with that extra, that other number that's invisible to the census. Right. Well, the language itself and the inability for the schools to be able to keep up with any of this is going to deplete uh, the availability of, shall we say, going forward as a nation because it's going to pull us back even more than it has. That's right. And and what's interesting here is um, it's not like, there's a certain segment of the immigration population, illegal immigration, that is not really set on being a citizen. It's like, hey, right, they're not like the people who came over from Ireland or Germany or from Italy who basically said, you know, there they was a fast track to citizenship and they, they learned the language very quickly and, you know, they, they became very uh, uh, productive citizens, right? You don't see that transition happening and it's a bit of a resistance where – Many of the people coming over want to eventually just make money here and move back with their fortune. 
right? Oh, okay. So that's, that's part of yep. the problem. It's not like, hey, I want to be an American. I'll do whatever it takes. Fast track me. I'll do it. You know, you don't, that, so we have, a bit of, we have a resistance. So the people coming here, by and large, not everybody, you know, they don't necessarily want to be American citizens. No. No, they you don't. Say who what about, power, but, but here. Yeah. What about Biden staying in power? I mean, he's just seems to be getting worse and, and declining uh, to the point where mm-hmm. it seems like he's upsetting his own people significantly. Mm-hmm. What do you see happening with, with that? Yeah, so one of the predictions I made this year, I just made it to my GTA group, my membership, where I do these type of shows <laughs> on a bi-monthly basis, uh, in-depth, no-holds-barred, you know, politically incorrect shows that I call it like I see it. Um, Great. One of the predictions I made just recently, and some members were upset at this because, you know, they're staunch Democrats, were, were that looking at Biden's chart, that he will undergo an event sometime around April or leading into the spring where the sustainability of his political power and presidency will be in peril. Now, it could be because of his medical condition, right, begins to uh, accelerate and intensify Mm -hmm. in terms of the pathology where they need to invoke Article 25. It could be also a combination of that and the fact that the Republicans just announced as soon as we get the House and the Senate, we're going after Hunter Biden because once we get all the evidence on him, we're then coming after you with impeachment. So there might be a deal cut where you don't need to do that. I'll just step down, and it will be the Kamala 2023 solution year. Uh-huh. Oof, so we go from bad to worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you Not don't think good. she's been... <laughs> Briefed. If you don't think Carter was briefed, <laughs> I doubt they're really going to brief Kamala on what's going on. <laughs> no no uh, way. Or, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah no, she won't be getting that information. But again, you know, where do the aliens fit in time-wise? Do you see that astrologically happening along it's, it's with now. everything else in December? Oh, it's right now. It's right okay. now. It's been going on since 2020. I can't prove this, but I, I, I'm not saying there's a direct connection, but it seems to me that um, there's a lot of mystery behind COVID, the, you know, the actual COVID-19, mm-hmm. right, where it came from. Yes. All right. So there's a lot of discussion now. This was a pandemic event that's going to be part of this larger geopolitical reset process and and disclosure is baked into the cake. So in other words, for them to do the disclosure, for them to put a one-world governance system in place, for all the different reasons, known and unknown, that we can only speculate on, COVID was actually necessary to trigger certain things that would normally take 10, 15 years to happen into 10, 15 months. Ugh. So an alien wow. invasion or an alien attack, what would, again, what would happen there? How would that affect all of these other horrible things that are going on? Other than people freaking out and going, oh, my God, I had no idea. The people that weren't paying attention. <laughs> well, you know, it would be no different than hmm. if, you know, there, there was nuclear weapons 
right, a, a high-intensity conflict in tactical nuclear weapons uh, in Ukraine with NATO, something like that, right? People would go, oh, my God, you know. Um, I think, um, look, that's the ontological shock. What would happen? I believe the real problem would be at first there would be shock, denial, anger, right? We would go through that, the, you know, uh, the seven stages of, of death right. and birth, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so I, I think right now people have plausible deniability, that, you know, all this stuff we're talking about here, right, is really happening at all. There's enough plausible deniability if you just watch enough CNN and eat enough carbohydrates and one, binge on Netflix and, and, and watch Fox <laughs> News, right? It's a way to appease, <laughs> to keep you in a state of cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Uh, I, I can but, tell you, I mean, my, my, my neighbors, as nice as they are, they have no clue what's going on. I talk to them every now and then. They don't know what I talk about or what I do. They just think I'm some crypto guy, right, that, you know, forecasts Bitcoin. <laughs> um, but, you know, they think everything is fine. They're thinking, they're like, well, when are you going to retire soon? This is a great place to retire in, you know, and and that's the focus of the discussion, right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, but just think about, you know, that, uh, it, but. Yeah, but if you know aliens reveal themselves, they know, again nobody's obliged to keep listening to the government anymore. They've, they've the last you know the, the last nail is in their coffin. I would think with this you know exposure with the aliens coming forward, that could be the end well, of the government right there. Yep. That could be the well. For, no, it is the end of the government, regardless. Like government, as we understand it, is going through a death rebirth process. There will be government in the future, but it will be different. And uh, I believe the whole globalization plan—that's that's in its death throes right now. Um, there's just so, so you many don't things. think that well, will succeed? That won't succeed. This one world government crap. Oh no, I don't think no. I don't think that's going to succeed. I think they're going to give it their best okay, shot. Mm-hmm. But I do think we're going to see a massive um, defiance, a global defiance uh, kick in. I believe that's all starting this year. I, I think that the midterms is just not about the midterms. I think this is the beginning of a populist movement that spreads globally. It's already started with the Yellow Vest movement in Europe. But I really mm-hmm. think things really take off because I think the – Global collapse of the economy is just going to force the issue when gasoline is $10 a gallon in California and it's $7 a gallon in Florida, and, you know, and, and, and that's, just the t- that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, um, so, it yeah. is. So, mm-hmm. Where would you consider to be a better place to be at this point in time in the United States? Uh, I don't know if there's any better place in general. They all have their problems. Um, <laughs> the real issue is, you know, the supply chain. It's not so much where, it's it's how well, dependent are you are mm-hmm. on the supply chain. Like, you know, if you live at Costco life, where everything's all revolving around Costco, then you're really vulnerable because at some right. point these type of chain stores that are dependent on all these different entities – that operate outside the United States, right, um, mm-hmm. are really vulnerable, already vulnerable to um, um, a breakdown in the ability to get goods and services that you need. Right. So, more, so it's more again, about that. Yeah. So more mm-hmm. like grow your own food. Uh, 
that kind of thing, no matter where mm-hmm. you are. Grow your own food. Have have those type of um, you know Patriot supply of of food that you just need water. Uh, have enough. I mean those things, right? Those prepper. You don't need to go full prep and have a ten year supply of water, food, gas. That would be great ammi, ammunition. Um, but but it would be good if you had at least start with three months. We don't know because we could have fiscal disruption where you're just going to go to your ATM machine and nothing will come out, and that could last for a few months until they get something else in place. That would be part of this reset uh, that they're trying to implement. I mean, there's no doubt they're going to try and implement this uh, Klaus Schwab reset of you will uh, own nothing and be happy. Yeah. Mm, Boy. Yep. Yeah. And people, the youth, I mean, at least people in your generation fought against that really hard between 1962 and 1973. So I have to commend, it's where are the kids now? And I say kids, I'm talking 45 and younger. Where are the kids now? Where are they? They don't get it. They don't get it, right? So I'm not trying to be uh, finger pointing to to that younger generation, but they're the ones that have everything to lose, meaning their future will be taken away from them in in plain sight without them realizing it. Yeah, they don't seem to understand any of this. And, again, as you were talking off the air, you see newscasters walking down the street and asking people, young people, basic questions about history and who's the president or who was it. They have no clue. No, they have that. And they give these ridiculous answers. They know nothing. (laughs) Not all of them. But there's Not all quite of them, a lot of them. Too yeah. many of them. <laughs> yes, yeah, too many. Who's John Lennon right. Paul McCartney? <laughs> yeah, what? right. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And again, this, uh, how did this happen? This, this lack of information and knowledge, it's, it is a failure of our educational system, a profound failure. Um, and We're I think it's a profound game. breakdown of the family, too, that led to all of this. So the structure was gone. Well, what's it's, interesting, you bring up a good point, because it's families, family, the nuclear family is disintegrating. And here's the big issue. Uh, what if I told you by 2050 there will be more Americans than there will be Chinese by 2050, or around between 2050 and 2100? There'll be more American citizens than Chinese citizens because people in China will have negative growth happening in Japan, mm-hmm. Singapore, China, Germany. So in other words, we're seeing a pol- complete uh, what we would term like a colony collapse disorder event happening among humans. Mm-hmm. And then women in Japan, for instance, over 55% in women refuse to get married, and uh, even good chunk of that percentage refuse to have sex with men. Okay? I'm not – this wow. is real stuff. This is real information. Uh, there's no exaggeration here. So what is really going on? We have women absolutely in large demographic sectors of the planet refusing to marry, refusing to have children, right? Um, I yeah. mean, you know, very clear about it. And it's mm-hmm. happening here in the United States, too, where the millennials are like, hey, we just live together. You know, they don't have children. They have very few. Um, so what I'm getting at here is that we're seeing all of this 
is happening because nobody believes it's going to get better. The moment you don't believe the world's going to get better, the first thing that happens to any type of animal population is they stop reproducing. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, my that. goodness. Um, William, let me go back to President Reagan and all of what he was informed about with this hostile alien race and all the other alien races that these uh, groups in the government knew about. Uh, what happened as a result of this briefing? Were there any changes made to how they were going to proceed? I mean, what was the outcome of that? Yeah, I mean, the outcome is not exactly clear uh, from that briefing. It wasn't like no conclusions where they said, Mr. President, we're, we're going to leave it up to you where we go from here. There's several policy proposals or changes. They, it looks like that deep state infrastructure operates outside of presidential oversight. The president's brief, mm-hmm. but he doesn't seem to have any control. Uh, he, may, he could inquire. He can get briefed on it, but uh, he certainly has lost control. And that's something that the belief is now, based on recent revelations that came from the Trump declassification of the Kennedy concealed documents by the CIA, that JFK was assassinated because he wanted authority to access over MJ-12 oversight of the alien presence, which got, which basically, uh, basically, the MJ-12 represented the people that were in control of the military-industrial intelligence complex that specifically dealt with the alien issue and all the proprietary reverse, reverse engineering, black-budget technologies and the development or oversight of that. So uh, what we now know, based on a document uh, that we have, is that from the director of central intelligence, who was actually designated as MJ-1, stated, quote, um, as you know, Lancer, that was the nickname for JFK, that was the title that was the CIA gave JFK, that Lancer mm-hmm. has made some inquiries regarding our activities, which we cannot allow. That occurred just several days before Kennedy was assassinated. Wow. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Okay, so, so Reagan didn't really have any authority to do anything. He just received the information, and he wanted to be told if it became an imminent threat, from what I read. And that was it. I, I, be, I believe he would only have, a, yes, yes, he would only have authority if the insectolin, like a large-scale insectolin invasion was imminent, right? Then he would have presidential authority as commander-in-chief, right, to then brief the nation, invoke the armed forces, engage the Soviets, etc. Um, <clears throat> but he didn't have day-to-day oversight like he does with the military, you know, he's, so... So that's the problem, the structure of the secrecy. We, that's the big issue. I mean, Richard Dolan, who's a geopolitical historian and author of uh, books one and two of the UFOs and National Security State, talks about the structure of the secrecy is just as vast and complex as the UFO matter itself. So, Yeah, that um, makes sense. It would be. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, the secret space program... Uh, the vast cost of maintaining the secret, uh, you know, the black budget. We've a- we have actually declassified uh, documentation 
uh, on the black budget classified secret operations and the expenses right where we see 52.6 billion is being allocated to the black budget but we actually know those numbers are much bigger much larger much larger actually the latest black budget investigation by um, I'm trying to remain remember the name of the professor who did this but he basically uh, him and Catherine Austin Fitz came to the conclusion about 92.7 trillion since 2001 wow. was allocated oh to the deep state secret space program. He says a lot of this, they do know who it was going to. They they got the numbers, but they but they couldn't get access to what specifically was happening with those programs. So 90 about 92 trillion. Anyone could look that up. 92 trillion and put deep state right into Google and you'll see yeah. all this documentation show up. So the United States is taking more and more of its resources to a problem that's very much connected with space, where if it's not a problem, right, they have a whole entire infrastructure and government and, um, you know, uh, 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 they, they have, in other words, they have a breakaway civilization <laughs> that's operating yeah. outside of U.S. constitutional presidential control. Yes. Mm. Yes, they certainly do. Where does this money come from? That's a uh, good question. Well, I mean, well, look, I mean, it can come from a number of sources where uh, they have deep pools of money within the derivatives, right, derivative complex, all the money they get from um, all, of the drug, all the drug cartels. You think those drug cartels could operate so freely without the government being involved and getting a piece no, of the action or allowing it to happen, yeah. right? You're We're so talking right. about trillions, right? Yeah. yeah. So, this, look, you can get mm-hmm. – I can go on Craigslist site now. I can put in whatever drug of my choice is, click, right, do a PayPal transaction mm-hmm. or do it through Bitcoin or do it through Monero, whatever. And within 20 minutes, a brown paper bag will be dropped off from the front of my door with the drug that I just ordered. Now, you can't do that you with Amazon. That. You can't do that with anything. <laughs> okay? Wow. Right. So what I'm wow. getting at here is that the government is well aware of what's going on, in, in, and there is plenty of evidence now that this type of drug trade and is very much connected with the intelligence agencies. That That's is very much tied in. incredible. Yeah, it makes so much sense, William. Everything that you've shared tonight is it just you're giving us so many pieces of the puzzle. You know, it's thank you for doing all this research and and being oh, with us tonight. Always appreciate. Really. You're very welcome. Oh, are you still goodness. really connected? Are you still in Las Vegas? William, are you still in Las Vegas? Yeah, I'm still in Las Vegas here. Um, okay, great. It's it's it seems to be a safe place for now. <laughs> yeah. Just checking because I said I'm in Arizona. I keep thinking, what if you say they're going to make get over there? I you know, I have a neighbor who works in Area 51 next door, and we trade, you know, <laughs> we trade stories, so it's very <laughs> oh, interesting. fun. Now, William, how can people get in touch with you? Because you do private readings and other things, so what's the best way for people to get to you? Well, the best way for them is to go to my website, williamstickevers.com. Also, I have a membership where if they go to williamstickovers.com, they can read about my membership, and I go into detail about all of this stuff uh, every month, twice a month. I do a Q&A session. It's called uh, Global Transformation Astrology, 
and we have uh, you know several hundred members all over the world. We also have a community. We also we, we have a number of different uh, outreach and and discussion programs, and we uh, also have a crypto group, a specialized crypto group as well. So there's plenty of there. I make more predictions in one month than most astrologers in the industry make in 10 years. So that's the type of in-depth, and we keep track of the predictions, if they came true or if they did, to what degree. So we do that all in the GTA and in the crypto group. And there's, uh, you know, it's politically incorrect, no holds barred. I, I tell it like I see it, even if certain members quit because they find the information too provocative, too ontologically shocking, whether we're talking about yep. Hunter Biden or the um, insectoline, you know, race. So, you know, it, the, we cover the whole gamut. And uh, my goal is to get people to take action, to give them strategies to move forward with their lives in this time of revolution and global transformation. Well, that's terrific. Well, well, again, William, thank you. I will be in touch to get a reading because I really want to see what's happening next. I I don't have a lot of time on this planet, but I want to know what's happening before I leave. It's it's (laughs) critical. I know. We all need this. So, William, thank you again so very much for being with us tonight. This was an incredible show, an excellent show, thanks to you. And we're going to have you back as we get closer to uh, the fall and also December to see what's coming next. Oh, yeah. So, thank you thank so Thank you, ladies. Thank very you, Patricia. Thank much. you, PK. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you thank take you care. Next week we'll be back again with another great show, everybody. We're going to do Mushrooms, Magic and Medicinal. So don't miss it. Until then, we'll see you on the Blue Highway. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural.